Natalia's mother told her to never talk to strangers online, but we're sure glad she didn't listen. We are the Certified Nunas, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. Hi. And Natalia is not here. Sadly. Yes. Sadly, Natalia is not here. She's on her deathbed. Not really, but she's been sick for a while. And so it's just the three of us. We've created our own little subunit. I don't know. We don't have a name yet, though. We'll have to come up with a name. We decided since the it's just the three of us that we'd kind of deep dive into a show that all three of us have watched uh, fully that Natalia hasn't. So, you know, she doesn't have to spoil herself. And that is the show Twelve Night, which is kind of special for us to be recording today because it is our 12th episode. And it's also, if you remember uh, and have been with us for a while, it's the show that we discussed in our very first episode. We talked about the first episode in the first episode of our podcast. Yeah. Wow. We're going to talk about all 12 episodes in our 12th episode. <laughs> yeah. We didn't pre-plan that. We could act like we did, but we didn't. <laughs> yeah, we really didn't. We were just kind of like scrambling because we're like, what are we going to do? Natalia's not around and we don't want to do anything really like special if, you know, she wants to join in. So here we are. It should be noted that we're going to spoil things for you. So if this is a show you don't want spoilers on, please just leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to go in depth and pretty much talk about everything. So if you want to hear us talk about 12 Nights and you haven't watched it, go ahead and listen. I mean, it's a show that I could foresee still going back and watching, even if you know everything that's going on in it. I, I don't feel like anything in it was surprising or shocking. Like there was no <gasps> like big what no. like moment. It was an overall will they or won't they kind of thing. But even I remember saying in the first in our first podcast about the first episode that you you don't know if they're going to wind up you know is it just that they have a relationship that lasts 12 nights or at the end of the 12 it takes 12 nights to get together yeah. and you don't know whether what the deal is but it doesn't really matter because it's enjoyable like the story is good and the journey is good so right. I didn't really care and then around the middle I cared and then by the end I was like okay you're kind of bringing me back around if you if it doesn't go my way, I think I'll still be okay. So, yeah. I think there for was me, a few episodes in the middle. I was like, no way. If this, <laughs> is, if this is a bad ending, I'm going to be mad. I think for me, what was surprising was how much I enjoyed it. And I think it could have gotten, like, what is so surprising about the show was that it didn't do some things that I thought for sure it would. And, and not in terms of, like, big reveals or anything, but just, like, kind of in terms of, other K-dramas and kind of not following the trend or what what I guess people probably would have liked more. They kind of kept up with how they were kind of telling the story. Mm -hmm. Felt like it was very real in many ways, like beyond the initial concept of two people who happen to bump into each other over and over again over the course of eight years other than that sort of the huge fate you know thing. fate thing mm -hmm. the rest of it was all just very real like it was very this yeah, is there the was no magic or slow-mo or yeah the one dance scene that one scene <laughs> that, that, <the laughs> i guess that was one exception was, but even that is kind of like reasonable because he's a dancer so like <laughs> Her dancing with him seems odd, but it was 
magical and kind of I don't know it was it, it was, was nice. kind of playing towards like it, we talked about this in the first episode had very like art school feel towards <laughs> it and so I think it was kind of drawing from that kind of feel and that's as far as it went it didn't go further than that oh yeah like, it, it didn't go into way magical it was just no. that was kind of as far as it went and then it stayed very realistic otherwise Mm-hmm. And it almost felt like the kind of um, magical, like the real magical, like the kind of magical that you could actually see happening in your real life, where you, yeah. you're taking a walk and it just kind of turns into something more romantic than you thought it would be. Or, you know, the, like that full moon, moonlight kind of uh, magic, not mm-hmm. a like, actual like you know, shack in the woods with a weird lady and some special, (laughs) (laughs) you know, secret garden magic. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was like real life level magic. I kind of really loved how it was structured too, Mm -hmm. since uh, the, if you don't know it, the episodes were once a week. So full 12 um, episodes and then it was structured in three different time periods, which I think could go really kind of askew in most K-dramas, but the way that they kind of handled it with having four episodes per time period and and then also having that added effect of having to wait every week for one episode, it was uh, a way to kind of make the like us, the viewer, kind of feel the sense of longing that the characters were also kind of feeling. So like you, you would always feel like almost kind of unresolved, but in that like, normal like everyday life unresolved you not knowing what's going to happen in the future and so I think that like pacing was really nice for this show they, it was a really good slow burn. Yeah. yeah it was a slow burn like it was such a slow burn and it was so good but yet like you're getting kisses in like the what second or third episode and stuff and you're like what and then nope back to the slow like <laughs> but it was but it was good slow like it was like savor it kind of slow not like oh get there faster let's go like yeah. I mean apparently some people were I remember I think Cheryl talking about online about um seeing people complaining that it was taking too long that it was going so slow and why was it taking them so long to get together and stuff and I just remember thinking like it's called 12 nights like what do you think it's going to be about yeah. like yeah, maybe people thought a- hook up the first night and be together for 12 nights yay yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could have been right like it, you know we talked about that that it was either going to be a 12 night total relationship or it was going to be it takes them 12 nights to get together right like it, and it played both it, it sides. has to be one or the other it, it wasn't just the first episode that it played both sides of that possibility though mm-hmm. really it, yeah. the entire time you don't really know you mm-hmm. don't really know the whole time it's like hey <laughs> is this i don't hmm. okay <laughs> i don't even think they knew <laughs> i don't even think the characters knew what was going on no but uh that's also playing into like how they were staying really true to the characters and real life it was reactions real reactions and like real timing not yay we're dating blah 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 yeah it also was very kind of mindful and like they're the female lead has a relationship uh, a very abusive relationship and this is probably one of the like the first k-dramas that i've seen that hasn't made light of it and actually kind of carried it in a way that i thought was very not only like natural but also like it didn't try to rush her character 
into just being okay with everything. It like took the time it needed to because it was something that wasn't going to be uh, something that took her a long time. To yeah, get but it, like, I mean, like that's like it, true to life. Absolutely, but like I mean, the thing that he was there in the first segment in the first chunk of four episodes and you think that she got rid of him basically like it it's done and she got rid of him and then like the next four is two years later or something and no she's engaged to this guy and you're like what he's still around like no no I thought you got rid of him but she didn't she you know fell back into that and it takes her that long to finally actually and he was never treated as the savior which Mm -hmm. was nice because that's not real life like yeah Yeah. and it wasn't like she she didn't escape the abusive relationship because of the good relationship it was more that the good man reminded her of who she was and who she could be and that and and just reminded her gave her that strength that she needed to like walk away and it wasn't walking away and to somebody else it kind of was but not not in that way like it wasn't Mm -hmm. she wasn't just replacing one with the other she was it it felt like to me she was getting the strength from him oh yeah definitely be herself again and to go out and be like wait this is this is not right this relationship isn't working right and then it got worse like 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 they do right yeah she tried to break up with him and he gets so much worse you're just like sigh but it was nice because it was nice that it wasn't over the top like the abusive boyfriend wasn't over the top abusive either like it wasn't um a lot of it was emotional it Mm -hmm. was a lot of emotional there was a little bit of physical but even that wasn't like a full-on like assault scene where you're seeing like punches thrown and you know what I mean it wasn't intensity you know and then it wasn't um I don't know it wasn't made light of and it wasn't they didn't sort of laugh it off make it less than what it was It, it just was what it was they didn't make it more than what it was or less than what it was it was what it was and it what it was was bad it just wasn't black eyes you know but it was still very bad and even yeah, when she wanted yeah. to walk away, romantically speaking, his manipulation, and she was so caring, it wasn't for her sake at that point. So, I mean, it, there was a lot of very realistic aspects of that entire relationship, even when she was way done with it, romantically speaking. He didn't just disappear, yay, put a Band-Aid on it, it's mm-hmm. done. They didn't, they didn't, it was not a clean thing. It was messy, and it was hard. And it really had nothing to do with her romantic life at all. It was her just trying to figure out how to slowly get out of that. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's actually really hard to portray when that wasn't even the main, I, I would say that wasn't even the main plot line of the entire show, but they still did a really good job at it. Yeah. And I also think that it was kind of really great to kind of, they didn't shy away that it was terrible even if it would like really kind of be like an emotional reaction to the audience too, which I think like a lot of K-dramas kind of like hide it too. So like you don't see it and that they were able to show that emotional manipulation and how it even in the like slightest bit or quietest bit, it just builds up and then just like takes Mm -hmm. her down and having the, um, male lead being there to kind of be like the silent guide to get her mm-hmm. out of that and not in a I want to be with you that's why I'm doing this but in a this person there's something going on and they need they need that like kind of push 
to get there. And they never spoke of it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not as if she poured her heart out and let's talk about it and yada yada. No. And here's advice. Mm-hmm. No, it was nothing like that. It was very much he gave her space and didn't bug about it. And honestly, I think that was my favorite part of their relationship. They were mostly friends, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, yeah. there were romantic parts. I'm not I'm not downplaying that. But as far as how they started throughout all of those years, it was a lot of just friendship, just person to person human relationship stuff. And I thought that yeah. was really nice. It's kind of I, almost like they were soulmates, but not in like a romantic sense. Like they just had a connection mm-hmm. and they were able to be there for each other and kind of like the kind of central thing to kind of get them into the places that they needed to be. I really liked um, right from the first episode, they had a lot of stuff, intersections and stoplights and road crossings had a lot of symbolism and they were like right through start to finish. That was like a recurring theme of the two of them being on the opposite sides of the road or crossing each other's path and not realizing it or crossing each other's path and one of them pretending that they didn't recognize Mm -hmm. the other and things like that like it just there was a very um strong symbolism throughout of of this concept of the two of them never quite being at the same place at the same time and Mm -hmm. I think that was a big theme of the relationship right like when they first come together he's single and he's into a place where he's going to pursue his dream of dancing now. Like he's tossing away the, you know, career and going for the dance dream. And she's at a place where she's like giving up the photography dream. And she's in a relationship with this guy who is kind of like, almost like pretend encouraging her on her photography dream. He's doing it, but it's all backhanded. Like I can show you how to be better. I can help you to be good. I'm the one to do this for you, not you're doing this for yourself. You know, behind the scenes, I have to pull the strings to get you these jobs and internships and stuff because you're not really good enough for it. But I still, I'm trying, I'm trying to help you. And then, you know, he, the male lead sort of through following his dream kind of helps her to pursue her dream or to, you know, find that fire again and that desire for her. And a little bit of independence that she wants independence. And then, you know, you have the little time jump of, I think it was two years. The first time jump was two years, I think maybe three. I can't remember, but it was like a, a little chunk of time had passed and then, you know, they cross each other's path again and she's now she's engaged to this guy and she's completely given up photography. She works for a photography company, but not, she's not doing photography anymore. And he's a dancer, but has like quit his company or started a new company. I, it, that was a little, I wasn't. Yeah. I think that the company was, was falling. And then, you know, so he was sort of in a place where he wasn't entirely sure if he could pursue his dream anymore. And she was, you know, it was almost like they were going crossways. Like she went from no dream to like in the final section, having her dream again and like photography and stuff. And he was like, yes, dream dance. And then in that middle section, they were both kind of in that weird space of like, I'm not really sure how this is going to happen or where this is going to go. And then in the end segment, the last four episodes, he was in the like dream is you know, my dream is dead kind of phase while she was sort of 
pushing off again and like had gone back to school or whatever and like doing something with her. Yeah, she became kind of the the stronger one. She became what he was in that first section. And he kind of became what she was. Like, Mm -hmm. they didn't deal with it as heavy, like, as strongly as they did with her. But, I mean, he was in an abusive relationship, too. Oh, yeah. Like, she was manipulating him. So, for people who, I don't know if you haven't watched it or whatever, like, in the final four segment I, there's another time jump and at this point he's in, the one who's engaged to somebody else and he's just he seems like a husk of who he was in the beginning like yeah. in the beginning he just was optimism and fate and dream and drive and now he's like a husk like he's just kind of like given up his dream and he's you kind of see that she did this to him not the lead, the fiance, like she's been sucking the life out of him. The way the female lead's fiance was sucking the life out of her earlier. Yeah, it was a combination between that and how he got he got injured at a certain mm-hmm. point, and then was like actually faced with the fact that he can't even just like try to pursue his dream. There's something very real that is like stopping him. So question in the end which i'm not broaching on really the relationship part but his injury mm-hmm. so that when they spoke of his injury during that last section they talked about he needed surgery but dancers they were saying dancers quite often don't do the surgery because it's hard to make themselves do that because it limits them these things mm-hmm. so i thought at the end at some point it was alluded to that though he was still a choreographer he was dancing on some level mm-hmm. yeah because he was so. performing so you think he got the you think he got the surgery and everything ended up kind of okay i don't know i wonder yeah. if he if he got the surgery and did the work you know like did the physio did the work to to get to a place where he could do it like or maybe his dancing style changed to accommodate yeah, it was just puzzling you know yeah, yeah like they didn't really cover exactly what he did but maybe that's the point is that it doesn't it doesn't really matter whether it's mm-hmm. that he's dancing with the pain or he had the surgery and it allowed him to keep dancing but the point is that he kept going he tried and that he was happy he, he was obviously not miserable yeah. on dancing yeah 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 he was Clearly, whatever it was he was doing was working for him. I thought it was interesting because they did make it sound like it was going to be physically impossible for him to dance one way or another. Even if you get the surgery, you probably won't be able to dance. Like, that's the way they made it sound. And so it was very interesting that in the end, it's like, oh, he's dancing. How did he do that? I kind of feel that it was more of a, it would take him out for too long. And at this point, they're probably in their 30s or like just turning 30 at this. And then like, he was like kind of more ballet centered. I would like more of like kind of classical dance. And I think that's what they were kind of alluding to is that like, he'd be out for too long. And this was his kind of only chance to keep up with stuff. And then maybe you kind of lose your training. Yeah, and it also might be that, like, the way that he was dancing, the way that he was, like, affected the injury more than another type of dance. That I don't know, because I don't... Yeah, I'd like couple dances. I was just puzzled, because I was like, oh, that's good he's dancing, but how did he do that? (laughs) Yeah, it could have used a little bit more clarity, I think, 
in that. I also kind of wondered if part of it wasn't that she was already, like, the fiancé was already nagging at him and picking at him and telling him his career was pretty much over anyway. You know, because she didn't even really know how bad his injury was until she went to his doctor behind his back and got his medical records. What was that? Like, okay. Sketchy. Not okay. But yeah, like she didn't even really know how much pain he was in and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it kind of occurs to me that like she was driving him to quit dancing and move into choreo, right? Like that was clearly because you find out that she's been hiding from him that there's like a choreographer director who's been requesting that he comes and dances for him and Mm -hmm. she's been hiding that from him and like keeping it from him (sighs) sigh um I was not (laughs) impressed with her at all I mean I wasn't impressed with her to begin with but but like you have the little um in that final segment there was the little sort of not exactly meet cute but like the two female leads the fiance and the female lead meet up a couple of times and they actually kind of become friends like they're drinking buddies one night and get drunk together and everything and and you're kind of thinking okay like she's not that bad she's actually pretty nice and oh I don't know maybe like this is where this is gonna go they're gonna become friends and then they're you know and then she starts pulling all this stuff and you're like oh she is not nice she is not nice at all like this is this isn't good. This isn't a good person. Yeah, I kind of think they were trying to kind of make you see like different types of abuse, because I think if Mm. we're kind of like to look at it and like from the outside comparing the the abusive boyfriend and the abusive girlfriend, she is not actually that terrible. She does terrible things and they're not justified in any way. But like they do kind of hint towards the things that are making her do that in a way like she has pressure from her family. Her dad is really kind of pressuring the fiance to be in a position where he's not, you know, dancing and he's like, you know, got a stable job and working for the company or whatever. And then she also has her own kind of insecurities that are really starting to like play up so I think that's what they were trying to do with that that even though she was manipulative it was also showing that her kind of demons were affecting her and creating this issue yeah it's it's kind of interesting that we didn't get any background on the boyfriend that was around for so long but it's also interesting that we get a background on a female character that wasn't in that many episodes really yeah yeah versus the boyfriend who is around for quite some time we really have no clue why he's such an awful person he just is <laughs> he just is but but that's, yeah. that's good yay for a female character actually having a backstory and like purpose and stuff because when does that ever happen one of the other things that i really i i quite liked about this was um that there was like all these side characters and side stories and there were different ones in each segment. There were characters in the first segment that you never saw again. Yeah. Afterwards, which is very realistic, right? People come into your life and go out of your life and, and you don't necessarily have this weird fate thing where it keeps bringing you back into the lives of these random people, you know, like people you stayed at a hotel with for three days and you're never going to see them again. You just saw them, you know, or, friends you made on the cruise or whatever right like these characters like the guy who I kept wishing that the guy who went off to the army in the first segment would show up again at some point just 
kind just of, like working at a store i wanted, I wanted to see him too he was a little cutie but I, like i i just i want to know what happened with him like what what's the story like not even necessarily that like he and the girl got together or anything like that i just kind of want to know you you built up these characters and this story and then it, i don't get to know what happened but that's like real life right there's people that you just don't know what happens in their lives so what's really cool about kind of the time stuff in in this show is that it really represented how much like can go on during time but also like a period of time where like you know you can get lost and not communicate with people for so long and especially when you're older it, it can be years before you are like oh we haven't seen each other in years and that's like a real true thing but then you know they're also people that you never see again what did you guys think of the subplot or whatever of the innkeeper i guess the guest house itself and the guest house owner and then everything that surrounded him i really liked it i liked his story i loved the way the relationship with the kid like played out and how it was kind of neat like you know you start with this kid showing up at the door and saying i think you're my dad and guy going what like and it ends up with them they're a happy family like mom's back in the life now and they're apparently dating maybe living together mom and dad and yeah like the son actually has started to forgive his mom and you know like it was a really pretty arc it was a really nice gave you good closure on that story arc like that was really Mm -hmm. nice because our main leads were a little open-ended so (laughs) (laughs) have at least one story that was complete i was surprised that they made it that complete really because they're being so realistic with stuff i was like oh they're making this really cute that's really surprising (laughs) but i think that is realistic too some stories do have happy endings some stories are you know what i mean well the happy ending is kind of surprising in that sense because the mom was gone for so long yeah and kind of an awful person on some level like as far as not really caring about Mm -hmm. anybody else and so the fact that she did you could tell there was a slow development of her character once she finally came into the picture. And it wasn't a simple, oh, I understand now other people matter. No, it was like very slow. And then the fact, I guess, that she finally figured it out and they did have a happy ending. It's like, that's kind of a miracle. Like, yeah, that is kind of shocking. Yeah, I loved how it was like the slow growth of this character that if we actually like pulled out like how much she was actually there, it's like not even like a fraction it's like she really was only a tiny bit because most of the time they were just talking about her you never really saw her except for yeah you know a couple minutes each episode but like to be able to take that character and like show her growth and then like also not rush that growth and see and like because even at the end where it's this happy ending you can tell that there's growth to be had it's happy ending but there's still more to the story and that was kind of really neat to see at like just as this random minor character that you would go for episodes not even seeing and i loved the um like the wise photographer uh oh i loved her too with giving them advice it was the second segment that had the other photographer the third photographer who was also who knew this old lady and who our lead was there to like get her to re-sign with the company and again she was in that segment and then gone we never saw her again after she was 
wasn't in the first segment. She was only in that second segment. And she was important to the second segment. And we got her whole story and like all this backstory on her career and her dreams. And there was a lot unpacked in four episodes for this one, you know, just one character who then we never saw again. Mm -hmm. Like they did a really good job of all these minor characters were complete characters. None of them were Mm -hmm. throwaways or partially done. You could tell that the writer knew her characters, knew what their backstory was. You could tell there were details that we aren't finding out about, but the writer knew. Oh, yeah. You know? It was very well written. But but I did love that photography shop lady. Like mm-hmm. she was kind of like the sage advice, yeah. but not yeah. not heavy handed. Very nice. But like, I don't know. I, I Every time she had something to say, it was worth the viewer taking it to heart, too. Yeah. But it, she wasn't knocking you over the head with it. And it wasn't something like, oh, there she goes again. Like it wasn't preachy. Yeah. It wasn't overdrawn. It was always very quiet advice that was like, oh, that's something to think about. And I really love that when she was she would come on, you would just feel instantly calmed and happy. Like you, you really wanted to be with her. And she was almost that lady that just you could just have a cup of tea with and just your problems kind of just disappear. And you could talk about nothing. And it would be a really great conversation. She was like Bob Ross or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just calming and relaxing. And yeah. And it you was would really love to hear her whole story. Really sad. And like in the beginning of the third segment, and you see that they're like moving stuff out of her shop oh, and no. moving somebody new into the shop. And you're like, oh, the old lady. No. Oh, no. And that, then she that shows up and she's like, Oh, look, look what they're doing with the shop. And you're like, oh, <laughs> thank, thank you. <laughs> She's just traveling. She's just... Right. That might have been the most shocking life. part of the show. <laughs> That's the that big spoiler, cool. folks. The old lady does not die. Goes to Africa to take pictures. Good for you, old lady. Good job. <laughs> Should have left us a memo. <laughs> it was a little sad, though, even like when she came in and she was like looking around the place. And just, they didn't focus on it or make a big deal about it, but there was one point where she was kind of standing and she was next to that sort of frame on the wall where the Leeds pictures had been before and it was blank now and it was like, oh, that's sad. But it kind of was nice in a a way, like it almost felt like a bit of um, a a sort of symbolic of where his character was at at that point, too. Like he was kind of blank and empty at that point, too. Like he wasn't progressing before she'd had a pic had pictures of his progression year after year. And now he's not progressing anymore, you know, and that was kind of sad. It's kind of almost like when you go home after not being there for a really long time and you're parents have like done different things or like you go home for that last time and you know you're moving and so you're kind of like everything's out of the place and you just kind of like sit back and you see the memories of like what was there even if it's like some small random piece of furniture you have a like a memory tied to it and that was a really nice scene to kind of show that it was neat too to see her have that connection with the artsy mom who was taking over the shop and turning it into her art studio or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like that they had a little scene together where they were connecting and talking about, you know, history and husbands and, and whatever. And it was just kind of, it was a nice 
way to connect her into that story and kind of almost felt like a little bit of like a passing of the baton. Like, okay, like I was a mainstay in this community and now you get to be this place and you get to have your own memories and start your own things and, you know, not be me, but like be you in this space, you know, Mm -hmm. but I just, I liked it. I liked that. I don't know. She she could even tell that she, that the mom had growth to do too. And so she even kind of encouraged her in that. She could tell that she was lacking in her ability to have relationships with other people. And so she kind of, she called that out very kindly, essentially, mm-hmm, and encouraged mm-hmm. her to keep on trying and stuff and that it was worth it. Yeah. She was just very insightful, but not in a like, oh, it's because they wrote her that way. No, I mean, you could actually imagine someone would say the exact things that she said. So let's talk about the open ending. I liked it. I I do. I mean, okay. Ultimately, would I like it to be a little bit, I would have liked it to be 30 seconds longer. (laughs) I would like, so like basically the, the open ending is they walk away from each other. They, this is it. We're done. We're not waiting for each other anymore. We're going about our lives. And then there's a one last time jump, right? And you see that they both have careers and they're happy and they're doing all this stuff, but they're both back in Seoul and they happen to be at this intersection and they see each other across the intersection and start walking towards each other with smiles on their face. Is it the smile of, wow, you're back in my life and now we're going to, we're finally at the right time, at the right place? Or is it just the smiles of, two friendly people who have friendly, you know, memories now because they fixed the things that were wrong and, and are able to smile at each other. I, you know, I don't know. Do they wind <laughs> up together? Do they not? It's a little open-ended. I, I would have liked it to be 30 seconds longer and had it end with the two of them standing right in the middle of the street together, smiling at each other with, and do that thing they do where like, all the people are walking by fast, but they're in like the slow motion where mm-hmm. not a kiss, not a just the two of them still just staring at each other, smiling, but like actually together, not just walking towards each other. Intention that, happening. Yeah, like just something like <laughs> I, I just sort of like that extra 20 or 30 seconds. I, I just I found it so refreshing that like even when they're coming together you could instantly see that they were in a better spot. And that was just like so final for me that I was like, okay, even if they don't stay together or they're not together, that like they have both actually come to a point where they're actually for themselves really comfortable and they seemed super comfortable with being around each other. And I just thought that was a really great moment. Like even though it's like open ending, but just like seeing what they did immediately when they, realized it was the two of them it was just like really great I was just like okay I don't need anything else because it was just such a nice thing I was like oh they're gonna go have a cup of tea like there's no way they're not gonna go have a cup of tea (laughs) like they're gonna go have noodles or something right like they're not in the not in the ramen sense no they have eaten noodles together on a couple of occasions so you know they're gonna go do you know have a bite to eat or or whatever they're obviously going to get together and catch up they like the yeah. looks on their face were I'm so happy to see you and not necessarily from a love perspective but just a there is that person that is very important to my story and to my mm-hmm. history and I see them and I'm in a good place 
and I can smile at them and they're smiling back at me, which tells me they're in a good place too. Yeah. Like it was just like, yeah, okay, good, good. We're, yeah. It's still open-ended, but it's like a good ending open-ended. Yeah. You I think it's like, because it was like the closure of their personal stories. I think that's why I kind yeah. of really connected with it. Almost that the romance was going to be taking second like place and just like that knowledge of how they are together and I think also like it kind of did play with like the the fate aspect that that's been running through the entire show that like it's at that point they were like we know that like we're not gonna not be around each other so we're gonna let this time be this moment that we're like passing each other but that's not the end of our story yeah, it very much felt that way. I also thought like it was it very well, it was very well earned. And I'm by yeah. that, I don't mean all the time jumps and all the crud that they went through on a personal level. More like their relationship, the huge, I don't remember how many episodes, I guess it was maybe just that last episode. I can't quite remember. They pretty much started to obviously close down their relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and once they, they ended up kind of in the same place at the same moment, through various kind of machinations, but it was intentional on at least one of their parts. And they both kind of decided this will kind of be our last date, but it wasn't even a date. It was like, we're going to talk this out. We're going to have closure and this, we're going to go on with our lives in separate directions. And that was really amazing. Cause like who actually does that in real life, but it wasn't in a, Oh, this is so fictitious. It was a, wow, that was really brave and cool of them to do. That's pretty much how everyone wants to end a relationship. Like, they did a really good job. You want it to be ended. And I think that was the thing, right? The the first segment, the first four-episode segment, ended with the two of them saying, we'll come back a year from now, and we'll go to the beach together, and we'll, you know, we'll come back in a year. We'll have our lives sorted out and be all, you know... The way that young people think that they can get their whole life. In a year, we'll be, a year. we'll be successful yeah. in our careers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll be successful and we'll have our lives figured out. And yay. And then, I mean, you find out that she did come back a year later and he didn't because he had a work thing. He had an opportunity with dance and it, and it took a priority and he didn't show up, which you find out broke her a, a little bit. And that's. Part of the why, reason why she wound up back with abusive fiance. And then when they end the second section of four episodes, again, they end it with a, okay, we're, we're together. We're, you know, we have to both go, you know, I have to go back to New York for school or whatever, and you have to go here, but like, we're together now and we'll come back together and we'll be together. And you find out long distance relationship did not work. Who knew? And um, but every time that they ended, it was like, I'll see you again. We'll see each other again. We're coming back together. And then that last segment, it was, no, we're not going to keep doing this. We're done now. We're not we're not going to keep saying. And then if we see each other again someday, no, we're just we're just done. It's it's just over, you know, and I liked that. Like, I like that she was mature enough to say, even though I have feelings for you, I, I have to be done now. It has to be over. And so that's why the open the open ending at the end that actually had at least some hope even of just friendship in it and them looking very happy to see each other. It was very nice and well earned because they weren't going to just ignore the heck out of each other. They weren't going to try to go separate ways. They were obviously not just going to be like, 
high in passing, you could tell that they were actually going to have a conversation. It was going to be. Oh, nice. yeah. It was yeah. very clear. Like, we saw a, a review where somebody said the end was like cheese in the trap, that they gave us a cheese in the trap ending. I was like, no, no, no. I mean, other than the fact that it took place in an intersection, <laughs> not cheese in the trap at all. Like, <laughs> I was, I think in like episode maybe 10 or 11, I was worried. I was worried that that's the kind of ending that we were going to wind up with, mm-hmm. was the two of them walking past each other in the intersection and pretending they didn't see each other or not seeing each other or having such a bad blood relationship that, you know, we can't even be friends. And um, by the end of episode 11, I was seeing that light. I was like, no. No, it's not going to be that ending. It's not going to be the bad ending. And I think it was. It was something different. It wasn't cheese in the trap. Because cheese in the trap wasn't open-ended. It was final. Like I said, would I have liked a little longer? Yeah. I, You know, my heart would like that extra moment. But I really appreciate that they didn't overdo it. They didn't K-drama it up. It wasn't them running into each other's arms and him swinging her around and a mm-hmm. big kiss like swelling it, music <laughs> yeah like it was just okay and here we move into the next chapter of our lives like it was very it was very book like in in that sense like chapters 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 which was kind of neat since her there was the two side characters who were writers and that yeah. all that about books and poetry and everything. So that was neat. I, I was reminded of something that we talked about in the first podcast when we first covered this. Um, we talked about the outsider traveler theme because that's kind of how it all started. Sorry. Since she was from New York and he was from Japan, though they're of Korean lineage, they weren't natively Korean. Or I guess she maybe was, but anyway. Yeah, but she had she been, been, she had been in New for York so for quite some time. Yeah. And he was born in Japan. We knew that. At least for the first handful of episodes, there was definitely an outsider to, or maybe the whole thing. So I was going to bring up that theme. Like, did you guys feel like that came up a lot? And then it's interesting that they both ended up in Korea in the end. Yeah, it it kind of felt like almost like that was a bit of the theme, too, was that idea of like coming home and like finding yourself and finding your roots. But like, yeah, they both wind up in Seoul they both wind up in South Korea and I don't know it's not clear whether she's there like for life or she's there just for now with a has a gallery doing a show or something but it was I don't know I liked that I liked that idea that like it felt like they got more and more comfortable with Seoul in each segment and they you know by the last one she's like oh things are changing and like this was like this and this was, mm-hmm. the, you know, and he talks about going to familiar places to think about her or to calm himself down and stuff. Like they both, by the third segment, they have familiar places. They have, it's not touristy anymore. Now it's that place that I go when I need this thing or I need to feel like this, I go to this place because they have those places then. And then she brought her mom at some juncture. So that was a big mm-hmm part of that theme too I guess as far as her mom's past and kind of visiting all of that and how that fit in with the lead character a little bit I think it was also the they kind of almost like a transition from wanderers because they were travelers and then just wandering through life and like through these stories and like kind of figuring out your your path in Mm -hmm. life 
like literally like through like all these obstacles. So it like kind of transitioned into that. And then it kind of played with the home, especially with the, the mom and the grandmother's relationship, how it was very strained. And also that like her mom wasn't in Seoul as well. Right. In the very beginning, she was, I think she was was like, they were also kind of very different in terms of, kind of the culture of being with your family that, you know, yeah. that they were very separate from that. And then towards the end that it started to fall back, you know, the, the grandmother got sick and then that's when the mother finally like resolved whatever issue she had with them, with the mother. Yeah. And then they got together and the, like the family was starting to kind of come together back in Seoul. I thought that was neat that um, the, our lead had that conversation with her aunt at one point on the phone and she was like, you're pushing, you're pushing. Like maybe she didn't run away from you. Maybe you guys pushed her away. Cause I can see she's like that with me and she pushes me and I can see where she got that from now. It, she got that from you guys. And <laughs> you guys pushed her away the way she pushes me away and you need to stop or you're going to break it. I thought that was good. It was very, it's not every girl who can see her relationship with her mother that clearly, mm-hmm. you know, and still have a good relationship with her mother, even though she sees what the buttons are. And So I thought that was a neat theme, though, as far as coming back home in a way. Yeah. There was a lot like there was just a lot in this drama, like a lot of themes, a lot of symbolism, a lot of story, a lot of characters. For being a rather slow paced show. And short. I mean, it's only 12 episodes. They packed in a lot of characters. They packed in a lot of themes. And I mean, the house, the, the guest house itself was a character in this show it's, you know so yeah. is the photography like, studio yeah like they're like yeah. even like inanimate objects became characters and very essential to the story yeah like his pictures like those were a huge yeah. part of the story the lo- like just locations right they mm-hmm. they were just the mountain that, that they kept going up the mountain yeah like it was it was just so much and it was so well done I was actually surprised in a sense, like there was a, a pause in it because he had to have surgery. The actor had oh, to yes. have surgery like, after the third week or something. They had yeah, paused it, it early. for a few weeks. Didn't and we um, a... I, was, I was kind of surprised because the feel of the drama overall, it feels like something that was pre-produced. A lot of those K-dramas that are being filmed as they go, and you can see that point where, oh, Here's that point in the show where the ratings got too good and they said, okay, no, now we need to fix this or change this or we need to like add six more episodes or we need to like add a romance or, you know, like sometimes you Mm -hmm. can feel that shift that's going with how people are perceiving it or talking about it or what the ratings are. And this didn't have that at all. There was no point where, it felt like they changed the story to go with, you know, oh, it's not rating very well. We need to ramp this up or it, you know, there just nothing. Like there was no, no point where it felt like, oh, people are complaining that it's taking too long for them to get together. So we better get them together faster. Like, nope, they just kept on moving at the pace and telling the story they were telling. It's kind of also like interesting because the uh, owner of the 
the guest house was also in where stars land and granted he didn't have like the hugest part like the, so there was <laughs> there was a time where he was juggling pretty good sized parts and yeah. that never felt like it affected it because he really was in 12 nights in it a ton a lot. Yeah. And as far as I understand, he wasn't like the main character in Where Stars Land, but he would pop up a fair amount, really. He was in yeah. a lot. Yeah. So good for him. Next, Kim Wan Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe all of our spoiler episodes will just be things that he's in. <laughs> <laughs> I looked, up, I looked up the screenwriter <laughs> oh. on uh, my drama list just out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. They've only written, as far as what's listed, they've only had two other shows. One in 2012 and one in 2014. What were they? Goodbye, Dear Wife, and My Secret Hotel. I don't know either of those. Oh, My Secret Hotel's on my... Man, we need Natalia. She probably watched them. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, Okay. <laughs> My Secret Hotel, it's got Nam Goonman and UNA, a woman who runs the wedding planning division of the country's top 1% wedding destination hotel. It's interesting they didn't stick it on my list, but I've definitely seen that poster before somewhere. That is, that's interesting. Actually, I have it on my not interested list. I had it on my plan to watch and put it on my not interested list at some point, but I'm putting it back on my plan to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because, uh, wow, I'm impressed with the writer. So I'd like to, I don't, I don't imagine that this is like just looking at the topic. Yeah, the murder, tags on it. You know, murder is like, divorce, yeah, misunderstanding. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like reason why I put it on my not interested list. But the <laughs> genre is mystery, romance, and drama. It's like, hmm. I mean, that sounds like a Jesse show. That does sound like a Jesse show. Oh, actually, goodbye to your wife. I can never find that. That's a sports drama. He was a famous <laughs> fighter with good looks. Ooh. He married a woman who was about to become a nun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but he's sick of married life and he says goodbye to his wife, hoping to experience love with his first love. The appeal just kind of went. <laughs> but I mean, it says it's, it's tagged with comedy, romance and tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> I love the tags on my Oh, okay. So, I but I, I really did enjoy Twelve Nights. I kind of got bad about keeping up with it at some point, and then I just kind of binged the end. But I really did enjoy it. I struggled with keeping up with it, um, the like over the holidays and stuff, because I mean it ended right at New Year's, basically, mm-hmm. and that last that last section was hard. It was harder than the first two sections were. Like they yeah. were an easy, a much easier watch. And that last section was, it was hard to watch at times, not in a bad way, not like, oh, this is getting violent or ugly or anything. Just it, it was intense and the feelings that they were going through and, and everything, it wasn't as light as the first two segments felt. And, um, and for the Christmas holidays, like I just struggle anyway. So was like, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll leave that for now. So I waited until the kids were back at school and yeah, it all got done. But I, I mean, once I was watching it again, I was enjoying it. Good. Good. You, I do remember you when you were kind of angry at aspects of it. It was kind of funny because you were like, "If such and such happens, I'm gonna throw things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if he winds up with that fiance, I'm gonna 
gross. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would have been I mean, so devastating. I was definitely at a point where I was like, if he winds up trapped married to that girl, I am going to smash something because, like, <laughs> he is not a good person and I'm not not having that because that would have been that would have been the tragic ending right like that would have been the sad he ends in a loveless marriage you know that he's kind of trapped into by this horrible woman and there was enough realism going on that you really didn't know how it was going to end up and not not from a their romantic relationship sense but in a wow you really don't know where their lives could end up at the yeah. end. Like, yeah, they could have flowed. both been miserable. And that could have fit with the way the story flowed. It could have fit. It could have just gone been this melodramatic it. ending, and it would have actually fit with the rest of the story. It's very true. <laughs> so the fact that it ended on a pretty hopeful note, even if they don't get together or whatever, like, it was like, oh, this is actually really pleasant. That's really nice. Yeah, the fact that they ended up both in a good place, both happy with the lives that they had. And then maybe now we're both in the right place and we're both in the same place. And maybe now we're both ready for an actual real relationship, not just a romantic fantasy or a unhealthy, you know, using you to get myself in a better place. Like, Maybe we're actually both the kind of people who can now, we're both in a place where we can start an actual relationship with somebody and have it be not wanted. Also, the way they would talk about art together between the Mm -hmm. photography and the dancing, I always thought like they could collaborate on something really cool at the end. So to me, I always thought because they, when it came to those types of discussions, they were very much like good soulmate friends. And so I always thought they could really collaborate on some really cool show or something. And that would be a really neat mm-hmm. way their characters could mature and develop together. And it wouldn't even have to necessarily be romantic, mm-hmm. but they could still like have that connection. I don't know. I just thought there yeah. was a couple of avenues where they could be very happy together, just depending even on Even if they're, they're not together. And it takes a lot for me to say that because usually I'm fighting for romance. I mean, yeah, I, I still I mean, wanted them to be together together, but I, I kept seeing avenues. I was like, they're really good friends, which I really, really enjoyed. I think that's one of my huge tropes. It's like, I like enemies to lovers, but what I like more is like friends to lovers or just friends throughout even when they're still lovers, mm-hmm. like they're still having a huge friendship together. I think that's a big thing for me. Well, I liked that in the second segment that like there was a lot of awkwardness between them at first because they're, you know, both kind of pretending like they don't really know who each other is, like in front of the friends and the other people and stuff. And and then they go for that camping trip and have the drinking game and stuff and they're having like a cold conversation that nobody else is following yeah. in because they're just talking about like, you know. Except for the I photographer. She was picking it up. Oh, yeah, the photographer's like, what is going on with you two? Like, get a room already. Like, she's, And the guy friends are like, what? 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 Let's like, drink more. Whatever. But I liked that it was awkward and it was weird. And she's mad because she's looking at him going, you never showed up. You didn't come. You didn't show up. And, and it hurt me, right? But they got over it. And yeah, they talked it out. They, they talked it out. And then they were, well, not quite, you know, she's still in a relationship with somebody and she's dating somebody and, like, engaged. And they're not together, but they were friends again. It was like they talked it out. They He explained what had happened. They worked, you know, she said, I'm mad at you. And he said, 
I get that. You should be mad at me. And and then they were cool. And then they were friendly again. And they were laughing and kind of like able to have healthiness again mm. to some extent. You know? For the record, I did want her to overtly tell him at some point that she was still in a relationship, though. I felt bad from his perspective a little bit. Yeah. It was a little too ambiguous, I thought. For him, like, I, I felt bad for his character. <laughs> yeah, I, I can also see she was kind of holding it back because she actually, like, thought he would think less of her. Like, it was more of like a, oh, if I tell him, it's not even like that it's going to hurt him. It's more of like he's going to just be disappointed in me. And she didn't really want that. Well, I think mm-hmm. she was disappointed in herself, too. Like, oh, yeah, also that. See him again really reminded her of who she had been you know two years three years earlier and those dreams and that desire that she had to move forward and and everything that she had given up at that point and I think and that fiance that horrible fiance was like the symbol of all those broken dreams and you know crappiness that was in her life like it all not that you can put it all on him like she went back to him or whatever too but like I wonder if that was part of it like she just didn't want to said it out loud then it was real and then she had to face it too I mean she did eventually like she told him she was with a guy and what I really enjoyed about this show was the the fact because I'm a really big character person like I don't like when shows betray their characters even if the character's are themselves crappy I still want them to be what the writer had set up and I don't want them to be used as a device to move the plot along like I just I I like it really like it kind of bums me out that like you build up a character just to do that just kind of play with them and what I really liked about this show was that the writer actually took time with even the smallest characters to really develop them and then not push them into a place where you're like that would have never happened if, like, you took this this character and they were a real person. That would have never happened based on what you made this character in the beginning with. And, like, even in the times where it's just, like, really sad and really depressing and kind of really crappy, allowing that to be there and not shying away from that and then moving it to a point where you could have a story where they both were kind of complete and became better people for themselves that's what I really loved about Mm -hmm. this show yeah I agree I like the characters and and the story and that everything just had that that real feel to it that like you said like it, it didn't it never felt like the characters were behaving in a way that was out of character or unrealistic um like sky said it was you could see it going multiple different ways because mm-hmm. it could go multiple different ways everybody's life could go different ways depending on what choices they make and what things happen to them so you could see lots of different endings that were all going to be realistic based on yeah exactly they're all appropriate and there were endings you were going to like more than other endings but none of them none of the endings that I could see happening were going to be endings where I was going to be like what the heck like except the fiance one well I would have been (laughs) mad but I could see that happening yeah it's it's that right people make those choices broken people make choices that you know I'll go with second best or I'll 
I'll make do because this is all I deserve or whatever. Like I could see the character that he had become at that point, making those choices, deciding that, well, everything else is done and I guess I'll just go with this Mm -hmm. sadness. I was glad that they didn't. I was glad that he found his spark again and and walked away from that, that he didn't let her do. She did that manipulative, will you be all right if if something happens to me thing? And I was like, oh, come on now. We're not doing that again. I noticed he didn't even text back. (laughs) And you're like, yes. Yes. Well, because I just gone through, I was watching something else and they just done the like manipulative, try to keep the guy through suicide thing. And I was like, I just, oh, I hate that trope so badly, so badly. It's such an obnoxious thing. And because I feel like it makes light of suicide and it makes light of people's feelings and people like, don't do that. Don't, don't ever hold suicide (laughs) over somebody else's head. Like, try to make them do stuff that that trope really bugs me about the struggles of everybody's dreams i actually really liked that the fact that um even the side characters that were writers or poets or photographers or dancers anybody that you saw that was trying to pursue a dream in various stages even even the son who likes playing guitar and having his band like they were, everyone had their artistic dreams that they were trying to pursue on some level and everyone was struggling yeah. even even like the photographer shop lady mm-hmm. she was trying to figure out if she wanted to travel to Africa mm-hmm. and even when she came back from Africa like figuring out if she really wanted you know even not that she had a ton of struggle but it was just all very realistic yes. and even even the writer characters, it wasn't, oh, someone got this awesome book deal and now they're rich. Like, there was never a shortcut in the drama mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. someone, oh. all of a sudden you're successful and yay. Like, it really never, ever did that with even a side character. And I thought that was awesome. Because even probably you could argue that the most the most successful character artistically was um, was that one photographer in the second segment. Like, she clearly was relatively renowned and, um, you know, she was struggling not so much with fame and fortune, but with what does this do to her art and is her art her art anymore? And and she was struggling. Like, it was just nice to see that concept that it's always, there's always something that you struggle with. you never actually have that that moment where, okay, now everything is fine and everything is is done, you know, and and I can just relax now. You have to keep working and there's always a struggle. Even the happy little family, mm-hmm. it, there was still growth to be had there. There were still loose ends. He, the son was over in the States, I think. I mean, there, yeah. there was always... He was at school. It was all about kind of the journey of life and struggle, but it's so like it was inspirational, but not in a very fictitious sense. Like it, mm-hmm. it was, it felt real, which it was very pretty, but real. I liked with the son and his mom, who's a strange mom, that um, that that relationship built slowly. And I liked when he said to her, like, I understand you, you had to leave to pursue your art because it was something that you needed for you. And I understand it, but I still don't like it. Like it doesn't, doesn't mean I forgive you for abandoning me when I was seven. Like that's, that's not how that works. I can understand why you did what you did. It doesn't mean I like it. And it doesn't mean I forgive you right now, but Um. like, I'll try to be nice kind of thing. And I thought, like, 
that's pretty realistic. Like you don't just have your parent walk back into your life after 10 years and be like, great, you're back. I think it's kind of interesting because I didn't actually pick up on that every single, almost every single person has an artistic struggle, not just like a kind of normal nine to five work job. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just now kind of like thought of that when you were talking about it. It was like everybody was like photographer or dancer. That's kind of an interesting angle. I wonder if there's something to that. I guess the guest house guy really didn't have. I mean, he played for him. It was a the guest house. I yeah, think. yeah. It's you know, as like if the- that was it's hospitality was kind of his thing, and yeah, I even drew on that sometimes. Yeah. Like, when he was considering closing the guest house and all, you know, all those things. But I would say that that's probably the only character and like the mom or something random, but yeah, but the mom was kind of, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they didn't talk about art with her. That may have been part of what drove her to New York all those years ago too. Could have been some type of artistic endeavor or love or whatever it was, right? There was something that she, Mm -hmm. you know, wasn't just escaping from her family because she could have, escaped and stayed in Korea yeah I I don't I mean it's obvious the writer was very intentional with how many characters they made either having an artistic job which usually Mm -hmm. that was the case or at least having an artistic dream Mm -hmm. but but usually it was ultimately their occupation too so it's kind of interesting there was always a lot to unpack with like every single character (laughs) it really was even her korean friend that she would visit often and her Mm -hmm. relationships her character was very focused on relationships the first segment and then after that she really wasn't as much usually she wanted Mm -hmm. to pursue her writing and it was very interesting it was interesting it is nice with that one too again that they um they brought those two writer characters back together. You know, they have like that one night stand in the second segment, I think, or maybe it was the first segment. I can't remember. I think the second one. But yeah, like they have this one night stand. And then in the third segment, when he comes back in, she's like, he didn't say anything. He didn't talk to me. Like, I mean, I know we don't have like a close relationship, but like, dude, like, (laughs) was I that forgettable? Like, what the heck? And then that they didn't make it grow into this, like, they had this magical one night stand. No, they had a drunken one night stand. And now they're like, work friends, they become work Mm -hmm. friends in the end, but they didn't turn it into a romance. And like, they, they didn't. Now we're so in love. La la la. It wasn't everybody. And I kind of like that our leads have that open ended, like maybe they go on to be friends, like her friend, the writer winds up being with her one night stand, or maybe they are fated to be together and they wind up happy and in love. Hmm. Like the couple who have the the son at, find their way back to each other and, you know, do have this once in a lifetime love for each other that they rekindle. So it's kind of bookended that way that it could go either of those things and either of those things are okay. Look at how happy these people all mm-hmm. are in those different endings. So I like that or they give you both. Even if she had just gone on her own kind of like the photographer lady she couldn't Mm -hmm. she's perfectly happy being by herself pursuing her dreams and that could be the third option and it still would work out Mm -hmm. exactly so I I I liked that that they 
they gave you all these different happy endings and then they left the leads open but they it was almost like subconsciously they were saying but look there's lots of ways that this could possibly be a happy ending so we're just going to let you write your own happy ending for this because maybe maybe your happy ending is that they're friends maybe your happy ending is that they're lovers maybe your happy ending is that they're like hey nice to see you again and then go their own separate ways and all different people through all different types of life have those different endings it's not that everyone all has the happy family like Mm -hmm. you can have just the friends you can be by yourself like it's all valid it's all good You don't see that very often. So this is a spoilers episode, but it's pretty much a rave about how much we like the (laughs) show episode. It's very underrated and very not talked about. And I think it's a show that people should give a chance to. And I think more people should be. It kind of just went under the radar and just nobody started talking about it and nobody picked it up. So then it was like, but guys, there's this really great little hidden gem here. Why I don't know what it would this? be like to binge, like as far as the whole That's thing. That's true. Yeah. I don't know if I would try, because I really do think they built in the timing a little bit. Not that you have to do one episode every week, of course, mm-hmm. but no, maybe think... binge each section, like yep. go for four episodes, give it a week, go for, you know, like, and I think that yeah. would probably help with, because not that you can't binge it, but I think. They built in timing a certain way with that. Yeah, you would miss a little bit of the kind of nuance of the show if you didn't kind of give yourself a little bit of a a break. Um, Yeah, so I could totally see binging, you know, binging in four episode segments. But I think you do lose a little something if you don't have some of that built in tension and slow, slow momentum. So people need to be willing to be okay with slow. Like they need to be in the headspace that they can deal with that. Like not a... Fast paced, yeah. dramatic, like it's not humorous, <laughs> like off the wall, crazy, jumping around type thing. No, it is not the Last Empress. It is maybe <laughs> the antithesis of the Last Empress. And it's not like what's wrong with Secretary Kim or no. you know something like that. Like it's not not that kind of quirky romantic. It's not a rom com. No. It has it's, comedic moments, yeah, and it has romantic moments, but that's not what it is. And it's not, it's not super melodramatic. Like it's just, it's like not a something in the rain or something where you're just like hmm. every second of it, you're just like this is ridiculous Wallowing. or like you know some yeah. character is super charged up. Like that never happens in this. Yeah. Enjoy. So we recommend it very much. So one hundred percent. Very recommend. Natalia, when she gets better and is in the headspace, she needs to finish it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's it. Yeah, go watch. Go watch. Good. Give it a chance. No big names, I don't think. Well, um, what the lead actress is from... um, She was in uh, Age of Youth, wasn't she? She was, but she's also in the... um, Oh my gosh, why am I blanking on that girl group? The Mr. Mr. song. (laughs) It's We're a, just staring at her blankly. Kara. Like, <laughs> Han Han Sung Yun. And yeah, and I he, mean she's been in a few things. Yeah. Last I think she's, romance and Age of Youth and he she is was going, friended about time. He is oh, yeah, going he was to, in her mouth. He's going to be in the season two of Welcome to Waikiki or whatever that's called. Oh yeah. So that's been another episode. A very nice episode, even though 
we're very heartbroken that our, our fourth comrade is not here. But hopefully she'll be able to rise above the ashes out of her blue little children's sickness, whatever she got. So everybody go onto Twitter and um, wish her. her good luck. <laughs> Maybe oh, like... Natalia, you love her. Send her some cough drops or something. <laughs> also, before we end out, Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, which I think is the 29th, I don't know, date, uh, we are going to be doing a watching party with the movie Train to Busan. We'll have all the information on our Twitter page, but we'll be using Rabbit. How do you describe it? A, a, a chat room that you can watch the same thing on and you can just chat about it with friends. So maybe you haven't been watching Train to Busan because you were scared. Well, I'll be there to help you through all this craziness. Um, yeah, I'm going to mostly be staring at the chat box. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> and and a, a good, I think, I don't know how many people, have you seen it, Amanda? I have, yep. Okay. So is Sky the only one who hasn't seen it? <laughs> I think so. Us? Yeah, I probably. The only person in the whole world who hasn't seen it is Hey. There'll be a ton of people that already know what's going on. So if you're really scared, we can all be like, okay, turn away right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be a lot of fun. So I hope that we all see you. You can listen to this podcast in a bunch of different places. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, or even on YouTube. We're on various social medias under Certified Nunas. Uh, but we really do love Twitter the most. So sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Instagram. Um, that's that's a Natalia thing. She keeps it up sometimes. So go, you know, friends. <laughs> Pinterest sometimes. Pinterest sometimes. sometimes. I, 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 I never <laughs> listen. It's really hard getting on Facebook sometimes. So <laughs> you're not missing much. But also, <laughs> if you've ever wanted to like contact us and you don't do social media or you want to, I don't know, ask a question that's longer than what you need we do have an actual gmail account that you could send an email to it's certifiednunas at gmail.com i think that's it i don't usually do these ending things so i i don't remember what natalia does i think that's it and go watch 12 nights bye, bye. guys bye